Hey everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Fit Farming Food Mom. My name is Connie, and I'm thankful you decided to listen to my podcast on this early Monday morning. Uh, you're going to get my morning voice because it's pretty early here. Um, so while spending time doing cardio, I've had a lot of time to reflect on certain things. Um, obviously, the opinions I share in my podcast are my own. They're what works for me. They may not necessarily work for you, uh, but I'm just sharing about my experiences. So um, I've had lots of time to reflect on my eating habits and... I just wanted to tell you that being a bodybuilding competitor, you really start to analyze food. Um, Also, the behaviors you have towards food, especially when you're low on body fat and depleted. Your body thinks you're literally heading into the next ice age because it hasn't been real high on calories and you're basically forcing it to lose weight, which if you've never been in a low body fat state, let me tell you... Even the most mentally tough person becomes weak at the knees when they get around food. Um, I consider myself a pretty damn strong person and 100% dedicated to my goals and I'm not going to fluff the contest prep thing up. I legit had to watch my whole office eat burgers and fries in front of me at my favorite restaurant while I was one week out from a show and I was extremely depleted. Um... I was exhausted and fragile, and I couldn't get over the smell of the burgers and fries. Um, I even remember the date, and after we got back to work, I just couldn't let it go. Um, I felt like that was like the last burger on the planet, and I never was going to see a burger again. And it was just flooding my mind. I literally had to lock myself in a closet, and I started bawling my eyes out over a stupid burger. Uh, It was pretty ridiculous, but your brain seriously starts to play tricks on you, and it makes you almost reach into bowls of food um, or your family's dinner, and you're like, no way, hand, and your hand just goes that direction automatically. Uh, And obviously you don't put the stuff in your mouth, but it's a crazy reflex, and the only way I can relate to it is like... Say you jump in a pool and you go underwater and you try to hold your breath as long as possible and eventually you just have to surface because your body straight up will not let you drown. I swear it's the same reflex. Your body knows it's low on supplies and it wants to stock up and it starts trying to cheat your brain. Uh, So it's a crazy thing to explain, but it is a real thing, so... Um, Anyways, I only cheated one time, my last contest prep, and it involved peanut butter. And I don't think I need to expand on that anymore, because anybody that knows about peanut butter knows it's pretty dangerous. Uh, However, after I did eat the peanut butter, I lost like six pounds, um, which is crazy, because the body does really weird shit when it all of a sudden finds food again. It decided that okay, it was going to let go of a little more of what it had been hanging on to for dear life. So I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I still am pretty upset that I did it. And I even remember the day I called my friend up right after it happened. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like I like blacked out and then I ate a whole bunch of peanut butter. So anyway, I know that lifestyle isn't necessarily healthy. However, Bodybuilding is an extreme sport, and that's just how it works. 
Um, there are coaches out there that are better than others and ones that respect your health and other ones that don't. They just want to get you on the stage and make their dollar. And so if you ever end up in that situation, I heavily advise finding yourself a good coach and researching the heck out of them. Uh, anyhow, um, enough about all that and on to a more interesting subject. And it's just why I don't put a name on the lifestyle I live. Um, and I don't really like to call it a particular diet. However, it just gets called that sometimes because there's not really a good way around that. But I do like to embrace a clean eating lifestyle and I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. So I hope you enjoy the show. All right, so sometimes coming up with an explanation for the way my family eats can be pretty tough. I hate to call what we do a diet. Um, For my family, it's a lifestyle. We try to eat the best we can in order to fuel and nourish our bodies. I feel like when you identify as a paleo or vegan or AIP or carnivore, vegetarian, well, there's a million diets out there, you're placing yourself into a box. And I don't think that's the name of the game. I mean, heck, if I want to go and have a giant chocolate sundae, are the paleo police going to come and get me? (laughs) Probably not. Um, So that being said, I'd like to take a moment to stop and talk a little bit about food. Um, When you set a goal based around what you're eating, what is your goal? Is it a goal that reflects negativity, like a negative body image? Is it a goal to get healthy? Is it just a goal to make better choices? Um, We personally started our clean eating because we had to. Our son was going down this terrible road. He had major food sensitivities that would throw him right straight off the deep end. Um, And for us, it was a completely necessary thing. Uh, The diet we decided to commit to for 12 months in the beginning was called the GAPS diet, which I don't know if you know anything about the GAPS diet, but it's GAPS stands for gut and psychology sim, uh, syndrome. So anyway, um, there was absolutely no stepping outside of that box because the diet had a purpose. And basically the way I can relate it to is like a scab. The, pers- the purpose of it is to like heal the gut. So if it's like a scab and the scab starts to heal your wound, but then you pick it off, um, it's never going to heal and it's just going to leave a big scar. So we committed to that diet for 12 months. Um, and after 12 months, our son was doing pretty fantastic. So every once in a while, we would have a small cheat and deviate from the plan. Um, I really hate the word cheat meal because I think it kind of revolves around some negative thoughts. But since it's a common term that everybody knows, I'm going to stick with it for now. Um, After one single cheat, his aggression came back slightly, but it was nothing like before and nothing we couldn't handle. So in order to see him enjoy some normal childhood things, um, we go out and enjoy an experience for a while. And for the experience, it's worth it to break outside the mold every once in a while. Um, Does that mean that we're going to all of a sudden fall down some rabbit hole and he's going to be unhealthy? Absolutely not. Um, Not even close. It just means he's going to go and enjoy an ice cream or a burger or pizza. And it's going to be a fun family memory. So... 
Um, that being said, we don't go pick up that ice cream and scarf it down really fast because we're guilty about it. Uh, we go out to dinner, we enjoy ourselves, we eat it slowly, and we take in the moment. Uh, that same guideline follows when you're starting a new way of eating for weight loss or just better health. Um, if you're counting calories or watching macros or on some dedicated meal plan, every once in a while deviating from a plan is not going to hurt uh, unless you're in contest prep. I, that's a whole nother subject. Uh, so whether it's intentional or unintentional or just straight up binging, one brownie is not going to be what makes or breaks your success. Um, what's going to make or break you is if you have that brownie over and over and over again. So when you decide you're going to stray from that plan, make sure you sit down and enjoy it. Don't just uh, have one little bite and then, oh, I'm going to have another little bite. Um, so then you go back to that pan of brownies and you eat another little bite. And then you go back to whatever you're doing. And then you go back and you have another bite. And pretty soon the whole pan is gone. Uh, that's not the way to do it. You need to go out, sit down, pick out a dessert that you really want to eat and sit and enjoy it. Um, don't grab a little Debbie snack at the store and eat it in your truck while nobody's looking. That's not an experience. That's just binging. So uh, maybe even set aside a day to go out with your friends and enjoy an ice cream. That way you've made a plan and you can stick to it, you know. So um, maybe once a week give yourself an opportunity to eat outside of your normal guidelines and do it just once. Take your time. Eat it slow and enjoy it. Um, there's little things that make life complete, and I'm not saying that food should be one of them. However, eating is part of enjoying things, so we need to enjoy it. Um, if you're a vegan, sit down at a restaurant, and that salmon looks really, really good that day, then by all means, order the salmon. It will taste great. You're going to enjoy it. It's not unhealthy. The vegan police are not going to come get you. You're going to enjoy your meal, and you're not going to get behind whatever your reason is for being vegan may be. Um, that one salmon's not going to save the ocean or farming. It's not going to give you cancer, and it's not going to make you morbidly obese. Just say yes to that salmon and enjoy your meal. Um, when talking about people with like autoimmune, that's what I'm struggling with right now. On the other hand, sometimes straying outside of guidelines um, of your nutrition plan can come with some pretty big repercussions. Um, in my case with my Hashimoto's, I have some major food sensitivities. Um, I used to just poison myself from time to time because I thought it was worth it to eat that donut or the brownie or the cheesecake. Um, but every time I did it, my reaction got worse and worse. And before I knew what I had going on, I would have a cheat meal and I would be writhing in pain the next day. Um, after my April 2019 bodybuilding show, I was so hungry. We went out for dinner that night and I ordered a sampling of every appetizer on the menu. And then I had like a giant burger and that night, I legitimately thought I was going to have to call the ambulance. Um, the sad part was that wasn't the first time that it had happened. Um, it had happened basically after every one of my shows or any time I had a free meal on my meal plan. Um, and so after the shows, I just chalked it up to being dehydrated and overeating and 
that was what was going on until it kept happening over and over again. And even post shows, if I would go out for breakfast with my family, um, I literally felt like my face, like my whole body had gotten a brutal massage. My face would even hurt. It felt like some grandma had grabbed my cheeks and squeezed them to death. Um, and then my joints would hurt just so bad and my skin would be so sensitive that it couldn't even be touched. Um, so basically after a process of elimination, I found out that I definitely cannot tolerate gluten, uh, not even one smidge of it, um, which I'm still mourning the loss of gluten because even though I try to keep it clean most of the time, I like to be able to go out for dinner with a friend or go on a date with my husband and not end up feeling like I got steamrolled. Um, but just like every challenge in life, I'm going to find a way around that. So in the case of food sensitivities or autoimmune disease, instead of going completely overboard and off a of plan when you know you're not going to feel good after, try to come up with a great compromise something you know you're going to enjoy, but that isn't going to have ramifications. We are pretty fortunate to be living in a world where there are a lot of options for clean eating and a lot of gluten-free options. And, you know, I bet if you're having a sweet tooth, there's some kind of compliant treat for that. Um, if you're having trouble finding something, always feel free to send me a message. I would love to brainstorm on something that works for you because I absolutely love to cook. So, um, always feel free to collaborate with me on that. Um, anyway, coming out of my last set of shows, I was pretty sick. My body was really pissed off. I pushed it way too hard because I thought it would help me win, and it was actually extremely detrimental to my health. Um, my body has been fighting me ever since until about five weeks ago when I decided to take a leap and go all-out nose-to-tail carnivore. Um, I did a ton of research, and... I felt it was what I needed to give my system a reset. Um, and after a week, I started to feel like a new person again. My body started letting go of all the inflammation. Um, I was no longer, literally, I had been dragging my ass through the gym. Uh, so it was a positive thing for me and it helped me overcome cravings and hunger and my mental clarity is like through the roof. Um, but I don't plan on staying this way. I plan on adding things back in in like another month or so to see how my body responds. And I'm confident that I'm going to find some kind of homeostasis here eventually. So uh, anyhow, that's off track again. But my biggest point here is to stop making food the bad thing. Um, food is something that we need to enjoy. If you're not enjoying it, then you need to reevaluate uh, how you can. Uh, even if it's moderate portions or something that doesn't necessarily fall in your plan, um, unless you're prepping for a bodybuilding show, you know, you really need to be able to sway outside of that plan sometimes. Because sometimes when you think, oh, this is my last cheat meal for two weeks, then your mind automatically shifts to this being some, you know, the last supper where you've got to just cram everything in your mouth. And that's not how it should be, you know, so need to find a sustainable way to eat, um, even if that's cutting your portion sizes down just a little bit and still eating what you normally eat. Um, basically, or I mean, if you have to count calories, then count them. But, you know, 
maybe if it's overruling your brain, you need to, you know, just start eyeballing it and not counting it, you know. So, anyway, coming up with a lifestyle that's adaptable to your needs and cravings is really important. Um, So, basically, uh, to round this out on that note, um, 1,200 calories for a normal person is not sustainable, which that seems to be some kind of new thing. I see it with some brands I shall not name. Uh, They seem to think that uh, 1,200 calories is okay, and I just want to let you know that is not sustainable. That will make you binge. That will slow your metabolism down. Uh, So unless you're a competitive bodybuilder, uh, 1,200 calories is not a good idea. Uh, But I need to just get off that wagon because that will be another podcast entirely. Uh, And I don't have time to get into that one today. Uh, Anyways, so the first step anyway to achieving your goals is to making them sustainable. Set realistic ones, even if it's just ditching that Pepsi or giant latte that you get every day. Um, Small little tweaks can lead to some big results. um, And so you just need to keep that in mind. So, anyway, what's the one thing you're going to do for yourself today? Well, that's a wrap for today's episode. I guess if you don't take anything away from it, I'm hoping that you take away that it really doesn't matter what kind of diet you decide to stick to. um, Just that you're being mindful of what you're doing and you're not going crazy and living on Reese's peanut butter cups because I know we all would love to do that Uh, but it just really isn't that healthy so anyways if you liked my show today if you could just please share it with all your friends and like it and tag it on Instagram Um, if you have any questions I can be found on Instagram at Connie Begani Uh, That's C-O-N-N-I-E-B-E-G-O-N-N-I-E. And I would love to chat with you. Have a fantastic day.